From COK Studios in Steve Innskeep's sauna, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrock. On today's show, we'll consider the ongoing struggle over mask wearing to prevent the spread of coronavirus. We'll also consider some summertime book recommendations in our Book Look segment with Lynn Ruffle. And we'll consider that there ain't no party like a COK party, because a COK party's on Zoom. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Uncle Grandpa President Dr. Trump's all-natural, most tremendous, anti-corona, Antifa-fighting, delicious, nutritious, Blue Lives Matter, hair regrowth, military might, Bible-loving, Confederate, no more tears, penis-growing, make America great again, magic tonic. Do not take orally or topically. And Jimmy John's. Disgusting sandwiches made by disgusting people for disgusting people. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrock. The next couple of weeks are going to be critical in dealing with the coronavirus surge in the U.S. That was the message from the country's top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who went before Congress last Tuesday. His warning comes at a time when cases are climbing rapidly in several states. Fauci, who wore a mask at his hearing, made it clear that more testing and mask wearing will be key in the next few weeks for the recent surge to be stemmed. Meanwhile, President Trump has been much criticized for his handling of the coronavirus outbreak. The U.S. has the largest number of confirmed cases in the world, more than 2.3 million, as well as most deaths, about 120,000 so far. Despite mountains of evidence to the contrary, there still seems to be a large portion of the population who doesn't feel that wearing masks is effective and that their individual freedoms are being trampled by being forced to wear one. Cordell investigated the pros and cons of mask wearing this week and found out some interesting things. Masks are a large bone of contention as the nation and the world fight the coronavirus pandemic. While they prove to be very effective in protecting people from the spread of the virus, there are many who find that claim dubious or simply do not want to comply. Masks are our best hope right now since we don't have a vaccine. Denise Radford is an epidemiologist who has taken to sewing masks for anyone who needs one in her spare time, as she has seen firsthand the benefits of mask wearing. Oh, the states where mask mandates have been put into effect have just had a super duper dip in cases, while others that haven't mandated masks have seen super yucky rises in cases. I applaud the officials and business owners who are requiring masks because we have oodles of evidence that backs up the fact that masks are the bee's knees. Unfortunately, wearing a simple cloth face covering has become political. President Trump and Vice President Pence have refused to wear them, and many of their supporters have said that the government doesn't have the legal authority to make masks a requirement. Oh gosh, it puts us in a dilly of a pickle when people don't wear a mask, even though there really is a legal basis for mandatory masks, and it shouldn't be made into a political fight. I spoke to Veryl Scrud, a typical mouth-breathing Trump supporter, about why he won't wear a mask. I don't want to, and you can't make me. 
even if it means protecting yourself and your loved ones from the virus? I'd rather die than be told what to do. It's my life and ain't nobody gonna tell me to wear a mask when I go to the Walmart buy a case of Monster Energy drinks, a box of shotgun shells, a new issue of Stacked and Packed, and a Trump baby doll t-shirt for my girl, Clammy. She worked down at Slappy's, that's the local striptease establishment, until they shut it down because everyone got COVID. But at least you didn't have to wear a mask in there. This ain't some fruity European country like Canada. This is America, home of the brave and land of the brave. I see. I just have one more question. What's it like to be such an asshole? What? Thanks to the short-sighted attitude of Verl and people of his ilk, there will be even more striptease establishments that will be forced to close their doors. Oh, I strongly encourage everyone to wear a mask when out in public. It's a very simple act that can keep us all safe and in tip-top shape. And if you choose not to wear a mask, I'll simply say that you are a complete and total garbage person that deserves to get paper cuts on your eyelids and pushed out of a window onto a bicycle with no seat. And if you say all lives matter and still refuse to wear a mask, I hope you like breathing out of a tube in your neck while you stay in an overcrowded hospital all alone. Totals! In short, wear a mask. For COK News, I'm Cordell Nutbrock. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to summer reading. Our resident librarian and storyteller Lynn Ruffle is back with us to talk about her top picks in this latest installment of our Book Look series. Joining her today is her sister and award-winning children's author, Carrie Ruffle. Glad to have you back. Hi, Connor. Hello. I hope that you two have been doing well during the quarantine. Yes. I actually contracted the virus while I was stuck on board the Royal Princess cruise ship in February, Connor. Thankfully, I was asymptomatic. Some of my librarian friends on the cruise weren't as lucky as I was, however. Everyone is doing fine now, though. Even my former nemesis, Hortense Portnoy, has recovered well. Former nemesis? Yes. After my experience on the Royal Princess, I decided that life is too short and precious to hold on to grudges. So we had a long talk on Zoom and resolved our differences. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Many a tear was shed. We're actually working on a new book together. It's a crossover of my Red Sunset Saga and her Dark Sunrise Saga. Our fan bases will be positively shocked by the melding of the two very distinct universes. Yes, they sound very distinct. They are. I'll be releasing a teaser chapter on my website, Ruffle Bookworks, next week. So, stay tuned for a very sensual, steamy, action-packed preview of Rendezvous at the Shores of Passion Cove, book of the first of the Vampire Yearning Diaries, a red sunset, dark sunrise crossover. If you've read my other books and Hortense's, you'll know that everyone will be waiting for the epic rivalry between Duncan and Florian. Yes, that will be very intense. <laughs> you can say that again, Connor. With the library closed due to COVID-19, I've been hard at work on that book, as well as the latest Red Sunset Saga installment. Oh, what's that one called? 
Oh, I really shouldn't take up any more time talking about my own projects, especially since my sister is here too. Oh, it's okay. You can just tell us the title. No, no, it's fine. Let's just get on to the segment. Lynn, don't worry about it. We have the time to talk about it. The next Red Sunset book will be called Siren Song of the Baron's Hunger. Wow. I know, right? Carrie, what have you been working on during the quarantine? I've been working on some new books in my Jack Ruffle series. Oh, yes. Jack Ruffle is your family dog that you and your brother, Kurt, have written children's books about. Remind us what kind of dog Jack Ruffle is. He's a pug. Of course. So let's talk about some of the books that our listeners should be looking at while they're stuck at home this summer. This is a great summer to get some reading done. Carrie and I had a bet to see who can read more books. We're basically shut-ins right now, so it's a good way to keep busy. Indeed. My first pick is one that I hope will distract people from how bleak everything is right now. In fact, all of my picks are either vampire erotica or comedy. I just can't handle anything else right now. I'll just assume everyone listening is all set for their vampire erotica and recommend Me Talk Pretty One Day by David Sedaris. I thought, based on the title, it would be about someone who had trouble talking, but I discovered that it's a series of essays by a popular humorist. Yes, David Sedaris is very popular and well-known to public radio audiences. Funny, I'd never heard of him. You have to forgive her, Connor. She struggles with things that are popular. Must be why my books win awards in America and not Eastern Europe like Lynn's. Real mature, Carrie. I did enjoy this book, and I'd give it a very solid A-. My first pick is a classic for kids, Charlotte's Web by E.B. White. It was one of my favorites growing up, and I know that kids today will love that book just as much as I did. Those are both great recommendations. Except that Charlotte's Web is too sad. Way too sad. Especially in the current climate. You know that kids are very fragile right now, and they won't be able to handle when Charlotte dies, Carrie. Spoiler alert, Lynn. Come on, it's a great book. <sighs> great for sending kids into a spiral of despair. You know what, Carrie? You're some pig. <sighs> Takes one to know one. No, no, I know your sisters, but can we keep this civil, please? My next pick is another hilarious read that really kept me from focusing on the state of the world. It's Bossy Pants by Tina Fey. Apparently, she's a television star of some renown, but alas, I do not watch or own a TV. Without that context, I'm sure I missed a good 60% of the humor, but the other 40 was so good that it didn't matter. B+. Plus. For tweens, I think a great series is the Series of Unfortunate Events books by Lemony Snicket. The three Baudelaire children are sent to live with the dastardly fortune hunter Count Olaf, when their parents die in a fire, and that's just the beginning of their misfortunes. What are you, a monster? Parents dying? Dastardly count? Unfortunate events? No, 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 Carrie. Find some happy books. They're really fun, albeit a little morbid. Oh, I'm so sorry I brought her, Connor. I'm sorry my sister is such a big, dull dud. Now, before this gets out of hand, I think we should just call it good. 
For more of Lynn and Carrie's picks, visit rufflebookworks.com. Or just tell your kids about horrible things, like the Holocaust, either way. Actually, a great, very important book for kids is Anne Frank, The Diary of a Young Girl. Ugh, give it a rest, Carrie. That was Book Look with Lynn and Carrie Ruffle. Now it's time to turn things over to our intern, Ryan, for this week's installments of our Big Little Wins. Thanks! Why are we letting him do this again? He's not very good. Just let him. We haven't paid him in months, so this is kind of all he has right now. Um, you, you know I can hear you. Oh, we know. Fair enough. Congratulations to Maisie Dunlap in Seattle, who bought some new boots for fall last month, but hasn't been able to wear them because of the warm summer weather. Thanks to a recent cold snap, Maisie didn't have to wait for fall and got to wear her boots a couple of times last week. Sadly, they gave her blisters, but this shouldn't take anything away from a very fashionable Big Little Win! Her other big little win comes from Zev Feynman in Albany, who has been teased about his name by his neighbors for months until he finally worked up the courage to tell them that Zev is Hebrew for wolf. They were suitably impressed and will think twice before messing with the wolf again. If you want to share a win with us, post on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerournowledge.com for more news and stories. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us for breaking news on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. To subscribe to the podcast, you can do it at Stitcher or on Apple Podcasts. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Oh, but at least you didn't have to wear a mask in there. That ain't some fruity European country like Canada. Canada? Canada? Yeah, fuck that. Canada. Sorry, I can't get over Canada. Oh, my God. <laughs>